Welcome to Vix Mix, a podcast hosted by yours truly, Sexy Senorita. Listen as I share my experiences of being a mama, being all wifed up, my journey with cancer, yep, that's right, and as I get into all the raw, unfiltered moments in between. Alright, so let's get into it. What up, what up? Hello and welcome. Today is going to be cancer recap numero tres, number three. This recap timeline is from January 2017 to May 2017. And that's just the remainder of my chemo and kind of like complications and everything that went through during that time frame. For some reason, it took me a while to get my thoughts together which is weird because it's probably more recent than the other two recaps that I did. But for some reason, I think I just kept, uh, I don't know, it just, it was really hard for me to remember in the chronological order. I think I remember everything here and there and then I'd be like, oh yeah, and then this and that. So I had to, I had to write it down month by month to kind of gather all my thoughts and everything. So that's why this recap, I think, took a little bit longer to post. Plus, it was the new year, so happy new year, all that good stuff. But let's just get right into it. So in January, I see my surgeon for, you know, just a, what do you call it? Just a, um, like a check-in and stuff and see how I'm healing. Um, that goes well. Then I also see my oncologist. And then that's when we decided to move forward with the chemo. But like in the beginning of all that, you know, I was just healing and and I want to say about five weeks post-surgery is when I started to feel semi-normal. But within those five weeks, I was just healing. And one thing I did post, I think I posted like a New Year's post about, you know, having surgery and that being behind me and welcoming the new year in 2017, just putting that positive vibes out there. A Facebook group reached out to me. It's like a little support group for people with colon cancer, specifically with the type of cancer I had signet ring cell carcinoma. So that was really nice that they reached out to me and got into this whole support group system. They're known as Colon Town and they have their own website, colontown.org. They have a lot of support groups through social media with Facebook and Instagram and stuff. I sort of wish I had gotten involved with them prior to surgery because they even have like a whole high-pec surgery support group and like what to expect and all that stuff. But then at the same time, I don't know if I would have been too scared. Ignorance is bliss in that sense with me because I think if I went in knowing, I think I would have been more scared or just more hesitant to move forward with the surgery. But anyway, that was a really cool thing that I got involved in. Then chemo starts back up on the 23rd of January. Oh, wait. So I had a CT scan and the CT scan showed that I still had cancer present in my pelvis. That was why we moved forward to finishing up with the chemo I was already on with the Fulfoc. Except this time around we were going to add another drug called Avastin. And Avastin is what the nurses like to call the tumor suffocator. I don't think it's a chemo, I think it's another chemo aid. But what this medicine does is it, it stops new veins from growing. So with cancerous cells they like to reproduce. What causes things to renew is your blood. So when that happens, the Vastin tries to restrict any kind of new cell growth. We add that into the mix. Also, around this time in January, I started seeing another doctor for what is known as palliative care, just kind of managing all of your pain and other types of symptoms. 
because at, just right after surgery, like I was just healing. So I was in a lot of pain, but also the cancer caused a lot of pain on top of the chemo giving me pain. So I was like on a lot, a lot of medication. And then again, like because I was having so many medications, then I would be constipated. So then I'd have to take laxatives. I was taking a lot. So luckily this doctor, he kind of was able to condense all that stuff and make sure like that I just wasn't having a lot of issues because like, a few times I had to go in what I thought was severe, you know, pain from the cancer, which was really just the constipation from all the pills I was taking. So um, that was not fun. But it was kind of interesting, like his whole process. Then in February, I got sick around Valentine's. The hard thing about being on chemo is it already kills your immune system. So to get sick on top of that is very detrimental. Like you're high risk of infection. So at that time, my neutrophils went really, really low. And every time you go to the cancer center, you have to get your blood checked. Um, some people get their blood checked, you know, a day before. But with my cancer center, I get it the day up. I think it's just for the most accurate results. So I get my blood checked, my ANC, which is your neutrophils, and that's the part of your white blood cells that fight infection, was um, below 1 or 1,000. And anything below that, you're just at a higher risk, so you can't have chemo. At that time, I started getting the Neupogen shots, which is a shot that they give you to boost your white blood count. And it's not really painful. If anything, it's kind of annoying. You have to take it in your stomach. And it's annoying because your white blood cells are produced from your bone marrow, so you get like joint pain. And it was just so that we could continue doing the chemo on a schedule because if it was that low, then I was at risk to not get any better sooner. So I started doing that in February. Another thing that I was doing at this time in February, well, I don't know if I mentioned before, I've been seeing a therapist. Um, the moment I got diagnosed, I got recommended to see a therapist right away. You know, being diagnosed with cancer is traumatic, I think even for anybody at any age. And February, what we started doing, what is called biofeedback. And what that is, is basically, it's a guided meditation that is monitored with a computer. So it measures your heart rate, your breathing, and something else. Like it measures like all these different things and it's hooked up to the computer. And you go through this whole meditation stuff, which is really, really cool. Even shows you like where you're having issues at. And it, I don't know, I really loved it and I got really into it. I still do it to this day, so... I just recommend to anybody meditation or yoga. I've always I've always been into yoga, but this was this was just a really cool feature that my therapist had and it really helped me. But on top of that, I was diagnosed with PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder, which is kind of crazy cuz at this time I was kind of struggling with just I was just struggling like dealing with all the pain from recovery from surgery. Now I'm back up again with all the side effects of chemo. So I guess at this time, that's when my, my therapist diagnosed me with PTSD. She also diagnosed me with anxiety early on. I'll probably make like a whole podcast about that. Because I had surgery, I was going through menopause. Everything was kind of heightened. So like my anxiety was heightened a lot more. My depression was, I didn't even know I had depression until that happened. So that was another thing. So therapy really helped me during this time too. So with the palliative care and the therapy and the support group, I was really fortunate to kind of have a lot of that support system out there available to me that I could take advantage of. Let's see. Okay, so then now we're in March. 
I think everything started to kind of normal out. Like I wasn't taking the Nupagen shots anymore. I was recovering. Oh, and this time I've I was completely off all pain medication, which was like super awesome. I, you know, I still had my anti-nausea stuff, but at the time having no pain medication was amazing. But then around the end of March, you know, we were getting, it was like off chemo week and I was feeling fine. I think we were even headed to a birthday party and I go to the bathroom and it's a whole bowl full of blood. Yeah, not to sound gross or anything, but that scared the living daylights out of me because I'm like, holy crap. And it was not, it was bright red, you know, so it was new blood. So that kind of freaked me out. I called the cancer center, I think because it was on a weekend, like they still, they're still open and they have a doctor on call, but depending on whatever you're dealing with, you have to go to the hospital. So of course they told me to go to the hospital. And at the time, you know, because we were heading to a birthday party, I told my husband, you know, just go, go to the party, just drop me off. No need to like make this a big crisis deal in front of our kid. It's hard because you still want your significant other to still have a life. And even though like I'm dealing with all this stuff. But anyway, so they dropped me off. And that's the issue I have every time I go to the freaking hospital aside from the cancer center. Because you're like starting all over again and you have to explain everything. Like, yes, I had surgery. I don't have these organs in my body. Scans are not going to look normal. Yes, I'm on chemo, so I can't have certain things. And then uh, even with medication, I have to let them know, like, I know what, like, affects me, so this is what I prefer, yada, yada, yada. Actually, not too bad a visit. I think they just, like, they couldn't figure it out, and they just had to go to the cancer center the next day or whenever it opened. So if I keep bleeding or if there's pain or vomiting associated, to come back. So that was short-lived. So I end up coming back home, missed the party, which kind of sucked, but oh well. Okay, so in April marked the end of chemo. The last chemo date was the week of the 17th-ish. And I just remember that because I know my, cause my husband's birthday is on the 16th. That was kind of a bummer that my last week, the last week that I had to do chemo was on his birthday. So sucked, but it was happy. It was like, you know, whatever, mixed, mixed emotions. Um, and then that following week, we had signed up for a cancer retreat. And that was a really cool experience what is it called? I think it's the New Mexico Cancer Association, where it's just, they do this retreat generally twice a year. They invite all the people affected with cancer and they allow to bring their families to a convention. So you have different topics, uh, different panels, and different things that they offer two or three days. Because it was free for us, we got a room there at the hotel. I was able to bring my son, and they did so many nice things for the kids too, like older kids that are able to understand what cancer, how it affects the family. They even had like little support groups for them and different activities and outlets. And then for the kids, you know, they had like jumpers and they had uh, like a petting zoo that came over. Oh, and people, you know, dressed up as superheroes. It was like really, really nice for the kids. And because at the time my son was still in diapers, all they would do was just send us a text and be like, oh, he needs a changing or, oh, we need diapers or whatever. We got a lot of information out of that. Got to meet some people. They even had section four, the caregiver. So like my husband, they had like little workshops for them too. They just had a bunch of things. And then like in the evenings, they had activities, like a lot of like art activities that you can make, you know, candles and bouquets and just like different, just different nice things people out there that have cancer you know look into your cancer center and see if they have those types of organizations or associations they have conventions or retreats because it's you know it's really important that you're able to connect with other people get support and information and all that good stuff and then 
this is another drama. So this I remember the date, April 24th. I ended up going to the hospital again and this was because I actually was in a lot of pain and what was weird is I had even went to the cancer center I think that day for like a follow-up or maybe some blood work or something and then that evening I like had horrible horrible pain to the point I started vomiting blood and so I called my doctor and he's like if you can't manage it with pain medication you need to go to the hospital and I had told him like well I can't stop vomiting I even vomited blood and he's like yeah that's not a good sign you need to go to the hospital I think my husband was like studying so I had to call my parents to come get me to take me and then also to watch Hunter so that my husband could still do his homework or take a test or I don't even remember one thing I do is I don't like to let people see me during my chemo weeks I'm pretty like a hermit so a lot of people don't really see that dark side of what happens when I get sick or when I don't feel good or how the chemo affects me. Everybody sees me or what I like to portray on social media is just not the happy times, but like the more, I don't know, subdued version. So that was really hard for me to allow my parents to see me in that type of situation, just vomiting my brains out and in a lot of pain and crying and basically see me getting uh, shot up with pain meds. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I would hate to see my kid uh, be in so much pain and then, you know, get a shot of fentanyl just so that they can function. But anyway, so uh, what ended up happening is I was having small bowel obstruction. So when I first got diagnosed, I had a large bowel obstruction, meaning I had obstruction in my colon. This time, I'm having the obstruction in my small intestine, which means that food's not able to pass through your digestive tract, right? And that's why I kept vomiting. So they put an NG tube in me um, again, and then it's just a tube that goes through your nose down to your stomach to pump out whatever they can get out. I think they were talking about doing surgery at the time, but I kept refusing because I had just had surgery in December. And I felt like it was still too soon to even have that idea, you know, four months later. So I was not about that. So they just kind of kept the tube in me for about three days. Yeah, it was about three days that they kept the tube in me. And like, it was disgusting, the stuff that it was coming out of me. It looked like, they called it coffee grounds, but like it was weird. It was really, really dark almost blackish maroonish color and then then it started to turn more green and I guess that's because it's more bile color so that was pretty nasty but I was oh I wish I knew how many the volume that it was I want to say it was close to two liters but I I honestly don't remember I wish I had that paperwork but yeah I want to say it was about two liters that they pumped out of me but aside from that what ended up really happening was scar tissue builds up from the surgery known as adhesions and so I had adhesions all over inside that was restricting the flow of my intestinal tract so you know when you fall and you scrape your knee and you get a scar like you when you touch that scar it's like tough right so that's how it is inside your body it's not like flexible it's a little rigid and that's why I was having those issues and I want to say I had some squash, some type of squash, because I like to eat a lot of that type of stuff. And that has a lot of fiber. And I think just having that much fiber in my system kind of just put everything in overdrive. So I was there for about four to five days. Once they took out the tube, 
because um, at the time I wasn't eating again. They don't like to allow you to eat. I was just having liquids. Um, I want to say that, yeah, the third day must have taken out. So by the fourth day, they were I was slowly allowed to eat stuff. And then I had to stay there until I made a bowel movement or it wasn't in pain anymore. So that's why I say about four or five days. I stayed there. And of course, you know, you know, my husband still has to work. You know, our son is so young. You know, he still needs care. So it's not like I had a lot of people there to you know, help me. Of course, I had people visit me and stuff. It's just kind of stressful that this happens all the time. It's not like you can just drop out a hat and be able to be there for somebody. Then comes May, and at this time, the goal was to start maintenance chemo. And what that is, is basically just doing chemo every so often, whether that be just, you know, maybe a little bit of the AIDS, like Avastin, pill or shot or a combination of whatever so that was the idea my doctor had already put in the prescription for the pills that I was supposed to be taking which is known as Zolota I can't even pronounce the the name of it <laughs> like you know like Tylenol is the name brand where it's actually acetaminophen is the drug I want to say it's capazetamine but I probably jacked that whole thing but that's the drug and the brand name is Zolota. So I was doing Zolota, or I was supposed to start Zolota at the beginning of May. Because I had all the drama at the end of the month in April with the hospital stuff, my doctor's like, you know what? You need a break. Like, I think we just went full force after your surgery, but I just want you to kind of build up your strength. So let's not do the Zolota. We'll do a scan. We'll do another colonoscopy. And we'll determine what to do next after we get those results. So I think I get the scan like on the 15th, 17th time frame. Then I have the colonoscopy around the 20, 21st maybe. Get all that done. Then on the 25th, I got the wonderful news that I was cancer free. I had no evidence of disease. So that was freaking awesome. I was so happy. It made me feel like everything I went through, all the hospital visits, the surgery, the chemo, the side effects was worth it. And to even just hear the words that they can't find any disease in my body was breathtaking. Like I didn't, I did not think that was ever a possibility for me. That was super, super cool. My doctor right away is like, okay, well, you know, you have the option to get back on chemo maintenance. But with my recommendation, I would rather just you enjoy the summer and then we can visit this later. I was supposed to have another scan within the summer, but he's like, you know, I'd rather just you completely build up your strength, enjoy your time, and we can revisit this once summer's over. And so that's what I opted for. I was like, yeah, I don't want to do maintenance. I don't want to do any scans. Yeah, I did the occasional blood draws here and there, but that was better than I would take that over, you know, being sick all the time. So that's what I opted for. And I had a wonderful summer. I was able to spend time with my son and we went on a vacation, a much-needed vacation, must I add. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was awesome. And it, that made everything worth it. it. made all the surgery, the chemo, everything worth it. So I'm going to end that recap here. Uh, the next recap will probably be kind of like an update to where I'm at now, the end of 2017. So... With that, let me go ahead and end with a quote. 
I was kind of lazy, not going to lie. I just was looking at memes. So this one is actually a meme and it's anonymous because there was no name on it or an author or whatever. But the meme said, I think recovery from anything is honestly the most badass thing a person can do. Heck, yes, 100% agree because this whole time frame was all about recovery from surgery, recovery from hospital visits, recovery, recovery, recovery. And in the end, I was considered cancer free. All right. Thanks. Until next time. Adios. Bye. for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode of vixmix which is on apple music stitcher and spotify for now feel free to rate and review as you like or not whatever but please if you have any comments questions suggestions what have you send them my way to vixmixpodcast at gmail.com again one word vixmixpodcast at gmail.com i appreciate and look forward to any feedback you have but let's be real no haters All right, until next time, peace.